Which is better for you to invest into, value stocks or growth stocks? Well, in this video, you guys are gonna find out. I'm Ben and welcome to Motivation to Invest. So I've done a deep dive study into value stocks versus growth stocks, and I'm gonna reveal that to you guys in this video. And I've also analyzed the performance, the investing returns from legendary investors such as Warren Buffett and versus Kathy Wood, who's a legendary growth stock investor. So we're gonna see who's better and which investment style is better for you guys to actually follow and learn from in the future in order to build wealth for you and your family. And with that being said, let's dive in. Hopping right in here, guys. So let's level set first of all. What is value investing? Well, value investing basically involves valuing a business. So a stock is a portion of a company. And basically, our idea is to find the value of that business, the intrinsic value, and then buy the stock below that value. That really is value investing in a nutshell. Now, as Warren Buffett would say, he aims to buy cash flows cheaply or buy a dollar for 50 cents. That's also one way of looking at it. So really classic value investing, you could call it classic common sense investing. Okay, so here's an example from legendary investor Joel Greenblatt. So let's say you wish to purchase an investment property. Now you have two ways of going about purchasing the investment property. The first way is you could pick the house which had gone up most in price recently, and then you could buy that property hoping it will continue going up Again, now that is one strategy, and that's called momentum investing. Now, value investing and a value investor would instead analyze the property, look at the intrinsic value of the property, of the house. Okay, so what are the rental cash flows from the property? Okay, so what's the difference between value investing and growth investing? Well, surprisingly, there's not a major difference. So there are three elements to valuing a stock, which is a portion of a company, as I mentioned previously, and these are cash flows. So the existing cash flows or the historic cash flows of the company. We also have the growth in future cash flows and the risk to those cash flows. And as you can see right here, growth is an element of value. So really, value investors and growth investors, although there may seem like some sort of rivalry, there isn't that much difference between an exceptional value investor and an exceptional growth stock investor because an exceptional value investor should really look at what is the growth in those cash flows and an exceptional growth stock investor should really look at the value of the business in total. Now, in the words of the legendary investor Charlie Munger, all investing is value investing because who wants to pay more for something than it's worth? Okay, so value versus growth investing, which is better? And is value investing dead? Because you may have heard that being thrown around recently. Well, firstly, value investing has underperformed growth stock investing over the past decade, which has led many people to say value investing is dead. However, in the 70 years prior, value investing has outperformed growth stock investing strategies. Now, this data here is from a study by a professor of finance and valuation at New York University, and he basically used a very, very simplified traditional value investing strategy. So basically, if you would have gone back over the past few years, over the past few decades, and purchased stocks with a low price-to-earnings ratio, a low P ratio, and also purchase stocks with a low 
price to book ratio, then you would have underperformed growth stock investing over the past 10 years by minus 5.75%. However, here's where things get interesting. So prior to that, if you were to purchase stocks of a low PE ratio anywhere between the 1930s, 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even between 2000 and 2009, then you would have actually outperformed growth investing, which would be buying the stocks with the highest price to earnings ratio. So what does this mean? Well, so basically this means in the past 10 years, growth has outperformed value investing. However, in the prior 60 years plus, value has outperformed growth. So what does that tell me personally? Well, it tells me that the past doesn't always dictate the future. Things may have changed now. Growth investing may become the next wave for the next 10, 20, 30 years. However, value investing still has the greatest track record of long-term successful performance. So it can't be ruled out. So I personally would not say value investing is dead. So to say value investing is dead is a little bit like saying common sense business strategy is also dead, which we know is actually impossible because that's common sense business strategy, which has been around for many, many centuries. Okay, so what if we take a classic value investor like Warren Buffett, who's probably the most well-known value investor in the world, you can see him in the book right here, and we put him in a battle of investing returns against Kathy Wood, who's really the modern-day classic growth stock investor. Let's check out the performance. Um, I've got the data from Berkshire Hathaway's annual, annual reports and ARK Invest official website, looking at their past performance data. Now, the first thing we need to point out is ARK Invest has only been going since 2014, and they only seem to show data for the ETF I'm using here, the ARK Innovation ETF, which is their flagship fund since 2016. So if we dive in right here, 2016, Berkshire Hathaway Warren Buffett's investment conglomerate returned 23%, which is fantastic. And this, of course, outperformed ARK's innovation ETF, which actually returned a minus 2%. So that's one point for Buffett. However, this is where things start to diverge and get very interesting. So 2017, Buffett, again, very consistent, another 22% return, which is, is fantastic, whichever way you measure this. But ARK Innovations ETF returned 87%, which was fantastic. That might have been because of many 3D printing stocks which were rising during that time. Now, if we go to 2018, Berkshire Halfway had a terrible year with just a 2% return. ARK also had a really bad year, but still slightly above Berkshire with a 3.58% return. Now, I'll call that close to equal because ARK Innovation ETS also has investment fees, etc., for investing with the fund, which is 0.75%. So I'll call that close to equal. 2019, Berkshire Hathaway, 12%. ARK Innovation ETF, 35%. So that's another point for ARK Invest. 2020, now this is the year where things really diverged. Berkshire Hathaway, 2% return, terrible, terrible return. ARK Innovation ETF, 152.5%. So congratulations, <laughs> Kathy Wood. So she's done fantastic. So if we look at the annualized five-year return, that's 39% compared to Buffett's at Berkshire's 12%. The cumulative five-year return at Berkshire was 73%. ARK Innovation, the cumulative five-year return was a massive 502 
50%. Now, here's the question. Does this mean that Kathy Wood is a better investor than Warren Buffett? And should you ignore Buffett? All his investing strategy style, is it old, dated, and, do, and is it not really relevant anymore? Well, I don't think so. So here's a few caveats to this study, which I've done right here. So I mentioned the first previously. So ARK Invest has a limited historical performance data. So we only have data from 2016 over the past, what, five years? That is nothing. And it's not really a substantial enough time period to say, Kathy Wood is an exceptional investor and she's better than Buffett, who's been going since the 1960s. The second point we need to add is ARK Invest had exceptional returns in 2020. So exceptional returns, 152%. But year to date in 2021, ARK Invest has a year to date performance of just 5%. So 2021's been a terrible year for growth stocks. Whereas Berkshire Hathaway has actually had an exceptional performance of 22.5%, again, consistent 20% plus returns by Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett. Now, this brings me on to point number three, which is Tesla stock in 2020. Now, now there's no doubt Tesla stock has been an exceptional performer in 2020. So Tesla stock was Kathy Wood's largest holding and made up 10% of the fund. Now, when the stock went on an absolute rampage in 2020 and increased by over 700%, of course, ARK's innovation ETF also experienced these tremendous returns. Now, fair play to Kathy Wood for actually choosing Tesla stock to be the number one position in investing heavily with a high conviction play into that company. But was there an element of luck to Kathy Wood's stock picking skills? Was Tesla a one-off? Can Kathy Wood choose more stocks like Tesla, which will outperform massively in the future? Now, that question is still up in the air because of the short space of time which Kathy Wood has been running ARK Invest funds. Now, if we go back to the track record, so Berkshire Hathaway has been going since 1960. So that's over 56 years. So that's a vast amount of data. If there was any luck which is playing out in Warren Buffett's strategy, that really would have come to fruition within, let's say, five years, three years, two years, one year, 56 years. I think it's pretty impossible to be lucky for 56 years. And this basically comes back to a statistics term called the law of large numbers, which basically means the larger the sample size, the closer the actual value will be to the true reality. Now, on to the final point, and this is really the size of Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's investment conglomerate versus ARK Invest. ARK Invest has had a tremendous few years and they've had a lot of inflows in terms of assets. ARK Invest currently has $42 billion in assets under management as of 2021, which is exceptional. Whereas Berkshire Hathaway has $239 billion dollars in assets and it is one of the largest companies we could call it in the world really it's an investment conglomerate now to put things into perspective Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett have 149 billion dollars in cash on hand on the balance sheet now that's a vast amount of cash which Warren Buffett can deploy to invest into any type of business it wants to now this would actually ironically be enough to buy ARK Invest and all the ETFs over three times over. So if that was possible, and if Berkshire Hathaway wanted to do that, then that's what they could do over three times over. So that just shows really the scale of Berkshire Hathaway compared to ARK Invest. 
And the larger a company, the more difficult it is to gain great investment returns on a percentage basis. And this is just basically a mathematical fact. Okay, so what's my final thoughts on value investing versus growth investing? Well, personally, I think they're both great strategies to use long term. But I think if you look at things logically and factually, really growth is a portion of value. So if you're valuing a company, you need to value the future cash flows of the company, which is the growth in those cash flows. And thus growth is a portion of value. So if you're a true value investor, you, sh you should be looking at the growth of the business. And if you're a true growth stock investor, you really should also be valuing the company, its existing assets and cash flows, and also the future cash flows. Now, a growth investor might be a little bit more optimistic, let's say, than a value investor on those future cash flows, but that's really personal preference. Now, I recently did a study of the greatest investors of all time, around 50 plus different investors, and what I found was extremely interesting. So the majority of those investors actually classify themselves as value investors. So of course, we have Warren Buffett, Benjamin Graham, we have Michael Burry of the Big Short. He calls himself a value investor, even though his strategy is very different to Buffett's. And then in, in terms of growth investors, we have Kathy Wood, we have Ron Barron. He's a growth investor, but there's vastly more value investors out there than growth investors. And that makes me think that in terms of a long-term strategy, being a value investor does actually make a lot of sense. And really the track record shows that and the historic track record shows that. However, we do need to keep a really open mind. So my personal investing style is that of a value investor crossed between a growth investor. So I'm a value investor in that I value companies, I have a solid strategy and structure in order to find the true value of a business, and I aim to buy the stock below that fair value. But as a growth investor, I am optimistic on companies with future cash flows. I also look at companies which are unprofitable, and I don't use traditional valuation metrics like P ratio, price to sales ratio for my full valuation. I use an advanced valuation model, which is basically a variation on a discounted cash flow model. Now, I'll link to that model down in the description below. If you're, if you're part of our investing strategy course or VIP group, you can gain access to those valuation models and valuations I've completed for over 55 plus different stock. But that's all part of the VIP group where you also get many, many other benefits, which you can check out. First link in the description below. And haven't subscribed, you know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Turn that notification bell on for more investing tips and strategy. And with that being said, I wish you guys wealth, prosperity in the future, and I hope you all have an incredible day. Invest safe. Thank you.